When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm the greatest. This is the Rich Eisen Show. He is so good and he he's so powerful to be around. With guest host, John Spider Sally. They came up with the phrase, jump the shark because of that episode. Every time they mentioned it. We were number one for five years after that. What did I care That's that true. there was a phrase? That's true. That's true. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> Earlier on the show, Hall of Famer Isaiah Thomas, 12-year NBA veteran Frank Brikowski. Still to come. Your phone calls, latest news, and more. And now, sitting in for Rich, it's John Spider Sally. Yes, it is. Welcome back. Uh, so today, Chris... John. Brock, well, we have what do we have? We have overreaction Monday. Oh yeah, so we're gonna do overreaction Monday uh, right. here in a second as we get ready for the third hour. If you want to talk to John, give us a call eight four four two zero four. Rich, you guys know the number by now. All right, so John, so since you're here, normally we try to make these kind of a reaction to the foot, uh, whatever's going on over the weekend. Uh, kind of look ahead to some outrageous football topics, kind of based on the news of the day. Mm-hmm. But since you're here. Four-time NBA champion. We're going to do an all-NBA edition of Overreaction Monday. So here's what we do. I just say something crazy, and then you say if it's an overreaction or it's you know kind of spot on, and whether you agree with it or not. Got it. And then we just kind of have a debate after that. All right, let's go. <laughs> Hit it. That was terrible. That was crap. That was garbage. This place sucks. Overreaction. Mondays. Monday. Monday. All right, first up, we got a pivotal Game 5 tonight in San Francisco. NBA Finals Game 5, Boston and Golden Mm. State. I don't think it matters. The Warriors are winning the NBA championship. Oh. Overreaction. Overreaction. That's not going to happen. Explain yourself. I don't think the Warriors, uh, I think they had it, and they they had it for a long time. But I think when you got a team with nothing to lose and all that young talent, and they literally uh, got a great coach. You know, that coach coach did not panic. He's so good, he's dating my friend Nia Long. They're married. Well, like they're dating. (laughs) (laughs) This is a joke. So the fact that that Mia says this is my man, he's got to be a tough dude. Got to be a tough. And then think about it. They were losing, you know, game one. You thought they were going to get run through. Next thing you know, they're up by sixteen. Yeah, never having a problem. Uh, I said dating. That's so funny. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't believe it. 
I don't think they're going to win. I really, I want it. I, I want everybody to get what they want, but I just don't think this is their year. If so, if Boston wins, does this close the door on the Warriors championship? Window? No, no, no. Because what they're going to do is they'll retool. They're still going to be the toughest out of the West. I know. I, I think. I think it was great to see what Memphis had. Um, they're missing some things, and I think. Um, I'm a huge Dallas fan, so uh, I like anything Mark Cuban does. I'm a Mark Cuban fan, so I'm glad that he puts it in the position. And, you know, just watching the Lakers making moves and, and uh, with their coach, but still having, you know, in a squad situations, I still think all they got to do is retool. Getting to this point is a really, really, really hard thing. It's really hard to get to the finals, man. I'm telling you. Uh, winning is even harder, but in, uh, that's obvious. I'm stating the obvious. No, because, you know, 82 games, man. You only have to win 63 to get to be number one. Yeah. So it's tough. Uh, all right. Win or lose. Win or lose the championship. Steph Curry, finals MVP. Yes. Would only be the second ever to yeah. be on the losing side. Right. Let me let me go back. Let me, all right, let me check myself. Well, they did it with Jerry, and you got to figure out he, he lost nine championships in a row before they decided. Let's right. give him something. <laughs> he keeps showing up and doing a, he well. Lost a lot, yeah. yeah, he's doing. <laughs> um, I'm going to say MVP is the most valuable player to that team. So whoever wins a championship, I don't really think. Okay, so you're not down with the the. MVP being on a losing squad. No, they talk about the NBC of the of the of the series. I I get the idea. I get. I mean, I he is having a great great finals. He is having a great fight. I get the idea, but if he was so valuable, they would have won the championship. That's that's how I feel it. Um, but then you know there was some people say, "Man, I'm a bad man on a bad team." So it, uh, I'm gonna go with uh, no. I I would. It'd be a, a good gesture, but no. If you don't win the championship, you don't get the MVP. All right, how about this one? This is kind of right up your alley. It goes back to what Isaiah Thomas talked about earlier. Uh, and Gary Payton's been saying it a lot uh, in recent days. 90s NBA, better than today. Mm-hmm. Is Gary Payton right? Uh, I'm going to say Yes. I'm going to say yes because I played in that era. But the the buildup and the excitement, I've never seen guys. And we had a lot of high, high jumpers and guys who can get off the ground. I, J, John Morant is amazing to me. I haven't seen that. And I think the players are way more athletic. I think they all watching Michael Jordan and, and, and the like. Um, Grant Hill. Grant Hill and, and and Vince Carter and that you know even later, I think most of most of the kids who ever went out and, and they start to emulate an athlete or uh, their favorite player, they all took on the Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, LeBron James. Like LeBron James, when people are talking about it, um, LeBron James is by far one of the greatest basketball players to ever play basketball period and no one and anybody that doesn't feel that and they want to say what they want to say about him one of the greatest basketball players to ever play this game 
He is Magic. He is Dr. J. He is um, he is uh, uh, Michael Jordan. Uh, and what I mean is he sees the court. He gets everybody greatest in the world. So I think these players are way more athletic than we were. I'm going to put it that way. So my answer is no answer, TJC. I'm, a pub- <laughs> I'm with the Green Party. I'm not Republican. I'm not a Democrat. I'm in the Green Party. Um, okay. All right. Speaking of uh, players who are super crazy athletic, Zion Williamson is going to end up on the Knicks at some point. Oh, is this uh, what? I'm just saying. So do you think this I'm is? I'm just saying over- he's not going to be on the Pelicans for that much longer. This is the problem. Um, he's been great, and he's been this big since he was in eighth grade. That that's that's partly where the whole problem is. He's there's there was there's no step up. He's been here, so it, and he's been great here, and that's that's the biggest problem. It, it hasn't had somebody to. Charles Barkley had Moses Malone, and Moses Malone. Um, made Charles Barkley lose weight and get his body in shape and become the Charles Barkley we know. If not, Charles said he was going to eat himself out of the lead. Um, Zion doesn't have that. And on top of Zion not having that, most of the people believe that the Western diet is healthy. And if that's all you know, because it's an easy way for him to get in shape, to stop eating the stuff he's eating. <laughs> right. Right. Whatever you've been eating, stop eating that. But then they go, what am I going to eat? This is this is our food. And that's the problem. Um, he's not going to end up on the Knicks. Too much money and too much ridicule. In case he stinks or can't lose the weight. Well, he's not going to stink, though. We talked about this I mean, before. I mean, I don't know. He's like, averaged 20, he, 26 a game. I mean, the guy can put it in the basket. He can. He can. But if he doesn't lose weight, he's going to hurt his limbs. And somebody yeah. needs to explain it that way. Putting way too much pressure on your, over all these years, putting too much pressure on your ankle and your knee joints. Yeah, That's, that's how I would, I, I wouldn't talk about losing weight. I would talk about strengthening um, certain areas and bringing down muscle mass. See, it's another way of saying it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so overreaction. He ends up on the Knicks at some point? Overreaction, yeah. yeah. because the Pels are going to sign him to a five-year extension. He's going yeah, to take that. They yeah, have to. Then he can immediately demand a trade. Everyone well, does you it. can demand, but that, that doesn't play well. And if, the, if, if they gave you the extension and you des- demanded, that was a waste of their time in negotiation. So there's no reason to do that. And, and a team, look, the, the team, the Celtics, to show you how powerful things are, the Celtics traded their coach named Doc Rivers to the Clippers. So you, there's a whole bunch of things that can be done uh, if you want. You don't have to go through the, through the whole negotiation to do something that's out of its way. Everything's negotiable. All right, next up. Uh, we'll so, Chris, us hopping on the PJ and heading up to the game that's nego- tonight, that's, that's still that's in play? That's negotiable. Bad. That's, still, that's cool. still in play, I think. Let me call my boy, uh, Kevin. Yo, man, you got the G5. <laughs> What's up? Let's go. Plenty of seats. Good seats. Still yeah, available. $34,000 to sit on the front row tonight. Uh, really? That's all? <laughs> that's all? 34000 well, That's all. That's all. No big deal. E forty got tickets. I, that's called E forty. Sit on one of his. For sit shiggy. on one of his legs. For uh, LeBron James. You've heard of him, right? He got, yeah. He all right. 
he's not going to win another ring. It's over. His championship window is closed. Who wrote that? I did. Oh, I was wondering why it sounds so delusional. Uh, <laughs> you really think he's going to win again? I, let me tell you something. With the, who? This is what's going to happen. So let me just tell you how this world is going to set up. Tom Brady won seven championships. He's the greatest. He's the GOAT. You got the GOAT, on. I, I tell you, I'm everything Boston. I'm a huge Tom Brady fan. And they, they were thinking the same thing about Tom Brady. And I think... Just him having four championships is not enough. I think he will win at least two more championships. Where? Um, they're gonna re they're gonna retool this team. Who is gonna retool this team? This is an NBA two K. It is. Have you seen the way these games look? I mean, what just coming out, I, as soon as I saw the game, the game one, I grabbed for my r- r- controller. I was like, oh, my God, I can, I'm in charge. Um, <laughs> I really think that they're going to that he's going to figure it out. I don't think he's going to move again. I don't think it, it's getting out of here. I think this is going to be the place. Okay. It, just think about it. The trophy is going to go back to the East Coast with Boston. I hope so. They're going to retool the Lakers. Boston's going to get better. And then next We're season, run it back Lakers winning time. Yeah, Celtics next Lakers? next season is going to be the Lakers versus oh, the Celtics. Goodness. I don't know about that. Okay, I know you don't. So I want everybody <laughs> to make sure that you know that June thirteenth, twenty twenty two, I said it. So when it happens, right here, you can just say it wasn't deja vu. It's not the Matrix. I know what I know. What I know. What I know. So you're saying next year it's going to be Celtics Lakers? In yes, the, next year Celtics Lakers in the, in the finals of the National NBA Basketball Final. Association. Yeah, huh? 2023 and, and, and 2020 2023 2023. Hey, what, what do you think about this? I threw this out. Uh, did I mention this on the, our podcast? Oh, I don't know what you're about to ago? say. No. You know what I'm about to say. <laughs> so if 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 the Warriors win, say oh, yeah. the Warriors win the next two games. Steph is, I won't say that, but go ahead. Steph is still out of this world. A 40-plus each game, he's runaway finals MVP. I was telling these guys, get ready, because somebody on some show is going to try to say that Steph Curry has now passed LeBron James on the all-time list. That's going to happen. Th- let me tell you, uh, the, the best thing I like about Wardell, you saw that when the, when the reporter said Wardell, he went, what? <laughs> um, <laughs> don't call me by my don't call me by my government my name. government name. Um, I tell you this: they, they are pushing him, and he's not that person. He's not a person. He's such a he. You, what you see is what you get. He's always respectful, great guy, great upbringing. Um, doesn't really look for all those different accolades. Um, this. They're just putting him in a position, like forcing him to be, you know, the man to get up the top. And I remember when growing up in New York, we play a game called on the snow called King of the Hill. And I, I, I always use this as a reference in my life. No one stays on top of that hill very long because as you're pushing somebody down that way, somebody's kicking your legs from under it, and we're all laughing as you hit your head on the ice and slide down. <laughs> yep. It's only a little bit of blood. You know, we all have concussions, but that <laughs> that's, that's what it is. The King of the Hill game is a very dangerous game. It's a hard game to play, too, especially when you're so exposed. Um, everybody thinks they have rights to you. There's more cameras everywhere. 
Uh, I know you're thinking, what's that have to do with it? He's not going to win those next two games because the Celtics are going to win in the finals. And everyone's got this list, and they keep putting people on this list. And where that list comes from and makes no sense to me. Yeah, that was a big discussion that started, too. Like, has Steph earned his way? Is, mm-hmm. is he now in the top ten all yeah. time? That's what I mean. They're, like yeah. They keep making this list. They leave out Tiny Archibald. They leave out uh, they leave out Michael Ray Richardson. They leave out uh, Michael Ray Richardson. If I so all you kids out there that have your computer in front of you, if they do, just punch his name in. Sugar. That's that's literally what it was. One of the greatest gods ever. They leave out um, Clyde Frazier. They leave out Earl the Pearl Monroe, Black Jesus, and that's because they can't market it. But there has been, there have been some amazing athletes in this league, and to keep putting this list together is crazy. And to base it only upon whatever stats, you can't do that. You, you just can't. To me, you can't. But you know who's in? I, I would tell you this. Somebody would say to me, if we were in a pickup game, who would you pick? Bernard King was always my first pick. Mm. Right? BK always my first pick. And everybody said, why? I said, have you ever seen him miss? <laughs> no, he doesn't miss. So I would I would always go with BK at one time. Uh, and then they and I remember I didn't pick Michael Jordan because they asked me for my top five, not my contemporary, but at that time it was my contemporaries. I didn't pick him. And they were like, How could you leave him out? And I don't. I, I think Michael Jordan is has taken the lead since nineteen eighty four and transformed it. Definitely. Definitely. But I'm still a Dr. J fan. So that's it. I just don't I understand that. the list. All right, let's play a list game. Giannis is the best player in the world right now. Um, Overreaction or not. Giannis is the best player in the world right now watching the game like we're watching it. Uh, I think he's intense, though. Uh, the deal is that he's so wiry. And he can shoot it. But I still feel Kevin Durant is – is the best player in the NBA. I, I do. I, he and Kyrie, I can't wait to next year. I hope they really realize this is the best thing to happen for the Nets is that they didn't go far. They can sit back and figure it out, retool what they need to do. I think that's the best thing. And then I know, I know, I feel it. I feel TJ already saying it. I don't ever, and I'm friends with Sam Cassell and Doc, and I want Philly to be great. I just don't think that ever. I don't. I don't think it's going to be back. <laughs> I don't think it's. I, I love Doc and I love those guys, and I'm probably getting myself in trouble with my friends, but it's hard, man. It's hard to have a big man that dominant now, um, uh, and I be. It's hard because the game has changed. It's changed. Um, I feel sorry for them. Um, I feel sorry for uh, for them. But should him should him ask for a trade? Yes, he should get out of Philadelphia and go to Dallas. No, no room in Dallas. 
You don't think him and Luca could work together? No, Luca has the ball. Um, if the game was 100 minutes, Luca has the ball in his hand 98. <laughs> All right, so oh, that's another that. thing. You, you have to put, if you want to win a championship, build it around um, what you need. This guy's a scorer, and this guy's a scorer, and this kid at this 24 minutes can give you this, and this guy is a, is a dog. And you make sure you got that dog there, and this kid is a rebounder, and that cat is a defensive specialist. All five of them can hit foul shots. That's how you win a championship. Going in and getting stars and throwing the ball up and saying, you guys make it work. There's a team called the Los Angeles Lakers to prove that's not the way to do it. Well, so with the Sixers, Harden came. There was 24 games left in the season. I kind of knew it wasn't going to be enough time to get that working, right? Yeah, it is because his job is? was to take the round thing and put it in the round thing. It's, it. I know it sounds crazy when they make these changes and they feel they have to gel. No, they don't. They have to. They get paid to play. All they have to do is play. The it rest can't of be it that simple, them. though. It, and when it's not that simple, is why you go home. If you if you don't make it simple, when you forget that this is a simple game, and that you should play it for fun. When you do it that way, you, you win and you play better. When you don't and you start putting everything together as if you're Einstein and, and, and relativity and you're making sure this E equals this equals that, that's when the mistake happens, right? The X and O's, you ever see those coaches, they go, hey, we're going to throw this out. Let's just go out there and ball. Once you say, hey, go have fun and, and you have fun, you win. It happens every time. The Celtics in game one were, were having fun. They were down 15. Mm-hmm. And they looked and, and everybody was, you know, the whole looks and the, all the antics every guy does. And at the end of the game in the cigar bar, because everybody was a Warrior fan, and, you know, they hit me anyway. So I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was like, hey, I kind of called it before I got here. And thank you for holding my seat. Um, those guys are playing because you're not going to embarrass yourself. They're playing for fun, and when you play fun, you win. That's that. That's that. I got my point. We're going to break right here (laughs) on the Rich Eisen Show. I'm John Sally. See you in a second. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 
Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit gametime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. The Rich Eisen Show, John Sally, I am sitting in for it. This has been so much fun, and that's a great interview. I love Bill Walton. He's amazing. Yeah, Bill Walton, I used to do autograph sessions uh, together. Uh, or, you know, he when, when, he, when he talks about his wife being the CFO and the CEO, I'm telling you, he shows us some places, man, and I realized his check was at least 10000 more than me. And I was like, <laughs> man, I got four championships. They were, yeah, but you ain't, you're not him. So <laughs> shut up. Uh, <laughs> great, great interview at that time. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're right back here. This was this is a lot of fun being on the show. We only have a little bit of time fun left, too. It goes fast. I know it. It, goes it fast, does go fast. Right? When he said that, it goes I fast. You, yeah. Man, so I was going to call my boy Kevin. And I, I've been texting him saying, did you fly back to Miami yet? So just explain, everybody. My friend Kevin has two jets, two G6000s, and yeah. then four uh, Lear 45s that he uses, uh, that company that you know helps you um, 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 uh, vac, emergency evacuation or they go to hospital. and they Like a medevac? A medevac is what I wanted to say. Thank you very much, That's brother, for helping for me with my bonnet. Yeah. Um, and and he has four of those. He's the smartest, one of the smartest guys in the world in Miami, on uh, knowing that this is a is a gig. Um, but now that the pandemic is over and people are spending more money, um, I got back into the private jet business. So when you said that, I was like, huh, mm. is the jet still here? <laughs> can, can we make a quick run up to San Francisco? I mean, it's a quick. It's a quick flight. It's quick. It's, yeah, quick. it's like. Yeah. 70 minutes. And Brockman and I won't take up much, much space. Nah, I know. Oh, yeah. You guys will share a bag of peanuts. Oh, I know yeah, the whole, yeah, I know the whole thing. I will share a bag mm-hmm. of peanuts and half a Fanta. I don't even need water. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, we'll see what it is. Um, okay, so tonight, ladies and gentlemen, everybody paying attention. Um, I think, because there's going to be people that are calling in. Did anybody else call in just yeah, in case? Yeah, we got one guy on the line, actually, if you want to do, do it. Let's do it right yeah. now. Let's go to Doug in North Carolina. What's up, Doug? Hey, how are you? John, uh, it's a pleasure to talk to you. But I have in front of me, uh, I'm hoping you'll join a cause, a social cause with me. I have in front of me Bill Ambeer's numbers next to Ben Wallace's numbers. I'm a Piston fan, love both of these guys. Ben Wallace is in the hall, but if you look, Lambeer has twice as many points, almost twice as many assists, and they're basically tied in rebounds. Are you willing to say your your former partner deserves to be in the Hall of Fame? I think he's, it's well-deserved. 100% Bill Lambeer should be in the Hall of Fame in Naismith. There's, there's no way. You know why? Because when you say his name, 
it it makes it makes you think of something. It makes you it it shakes you. It invokes a reaction. It does, whether good or bad. Yeah, and he should definitely be in the Hall of Fame. The guy is brilliant. He is a he's a thinker. He's a thinking. He's a thinking man. And like he said, if you're gonna go with stats, he made sure the numbers were there. And he happened to be on the All Star team the year Marvin Gaye. Uh, 1984, sang the national oh, anthem right here. That's that's good enough for me. He he was there, able to sit there and he wasn't upset. And he taught me how to become. He made me a Republican for a little while. Yeah, TJ. <laughs> uh, yeah, he he, <laughs> he, 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 he sat well, me you down. Had, you had money back. Then, yeah, you know? he sat yeah, me. Yeah. Down. He got me, man. He got me. He got me with the. Why are you a Democrat? And I was like, I don't know. I'm a black guy. He was like, that's not a good enough reason. And he literally is a thinking man. And I'm no longer a Republican, just for okay. everybody out there. You, you just said to, you were green earlier. Yeah, I'm in, with the Green Party. Uh, and, you know, we're on NBC, so I'm not going to, if you don't get the joke, then you don't get the joke. But, uh, yeah, I'm with the Green Party. I like all the green. Um, <laughs> I'm with you on that. Yes, I'm with you on that. Uh, so I like all the green. And it was a trip, too, because when I went to get my driver's license, did I tell that story? I went to get my driver's mm-hmm. license, and you had to get the real, a- real ID. The real ID, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah so my, my driver's license expired the day I was on this show is why you guys a had to have a driver. Ago? Yeah, oh, May 16th. Yeah, oh, I had wow. to be driven. And then the next day, or that Wednesday, I went to get the real ID, and um, they said, what political party? And I, they asked that. They, really? Yeah, they give you a list, and if you say none, you're not allowed to vote. So I said, "Are you kidding what? me?" Yeah, yeah. If you say I don't want to choose a party, then you're not allowed to vote. I know. Welcome to America, land of the free to get your butt beat up. So I, uh, <laughs> so I joined the Green Party. I joined the Green Party, and all I know is Nader. That's the only person I know about it, so I'm going to get into it. <laughs> 30 years ago. That, that's Nader. how I got out of the job. That's I, I'm getting out of it because we're still on NBC, and I'm trying to get a job here. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I'm in the Green Party. Mm. Uh, yeah, a caller that didn't uh, stay on the line, but he, we were talking Hall of Fame with Bill Beer and wondered if uh, Chauncey Billups deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. I think Chauncey... Uh, uh, Another, another, uh, another good friend, and, and literally in the right place, right time, and shows up and great person. Um, damn that Hall of Fame thing, man! I deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. Crickets, 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 crickets. <laughs> I, listen, uh, I tell my cousin that my cousin, you, you should get in the Hall of Fame. I'm in the Hall of Fame. I'm already there. There's pictures of me all over that joint. <laughs> Go in the third stall, downstairs bathroom, you'll see written right on what you call it. I should be in the Hall of Fame, John Sally. So I'm written. I, I, I Chauncey Billups, give me the numbers. Uh, let's see, stand by. Yeah, you got to give me the numbers on that because that's how they're putting you in the Hall of Fame, right? They're putting you in the Hall of Fame according to st- uh, stats. Well, he's got, a great, uh, he's got a great nickname, Mr. Big Shot. Yeah. But, Mr. Big I mean, he played a long Doo-doo. time. Let's see. He got traded a couple of times. So, let's see, 15, 16 years. Yeah. Uh, 15 points per game, five assists, three rebounds. Mm. I don't know. Seven-time All-Star. Yeah. And he started off very humble. 
Uh, humble beginnings, him. right? He was in, uh, played in Europe. Also, dumbass Rick Pitino traded him after 50 games. Uh, yeah. Uh, that, you call my boy dumb. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Pitino, you got to understand, too. I, I, was it Pitino or was it the general manager that made the decision? Uh, Rick was in charge of personnel. Yeah. When he was in Boston. Yeah. So. Yeah. Boston is a hard thing, too, man. You remember people get inside your – they get inside your head. Um, Danny Ainge did a, a great job because it seemed like he was part of that mentality. But it's hard when you have the greatest team in all of sports um, and you're trying to keep it at that level. It's it's a hard thing to do. Yeah, the Celtics have a hard, hard way to go about it. I'm just thinking about that, that statement about um, – Philadelphia too. Yeah, I'm just thinking about it. I'm not wrong, but uh <laughs> I'm looking at it. I'm not wrong. It, only You're one person wrong. can win. That's the problem. Only one can win and I gotta go with what I gone through. And let me tell you, I, I uh being a Celtic fan growing up How did that happen? Because you're from New York. <laughs> because they win and my brother Ron always made sure I was pro-black and not anti-white. And, and and that's a lot to say to a black kid born in the 60s because we had so many reasons to be angry and upset. And my brother was, Ron was so about understand who you are, but don't be hateful. And I, I got it. Great, great advice. And then when I started paying attention to who we wanted to call as heroes, Bill Russell would have to be one. And that means that the Celtics made him play a coach. So that means the Celtics were the first team to have a black coach. And they were winning. So I thought that that was a cool thing. And the Knicks always lost. And everybody was a Knicks fan in New York uh, to a fault. So I decided to go with the greatest team wearing white and green. And I loved everything about it. I loved I loved the uniform being so simple. Uh, and then... In the '80s, when Larry got there, I was a I'm a I'm a Magic Johnson fan, but I'm a huge Larry Bird fan. I I loved the way Larry Legend played, and and then I thought I was going to be a Celtic. They had me come there three times, but they made a good choice. They chose Lenny Bias. They made it. There was a better choice. God rest his soul. But um, I thought I was going to be in that green and white. I really did. I would have killed it too. But my number would have been 16 because number 22 was gone. I already know it. Look at that. Anyway, I'm just watching Man. watching highlights. I'm sitting here reminiscing. People are like, did he just zone out? <laughs> no, I didn't zone out yet. I didn't zone out yet, but that was a good feeling. And the best Definitely. trash talker of all time, right, Larry Bird? Larry Bird, the best backup trash talker because he says it and he means it. And i tell you this. this how hey, you I, told the story last time we were yeah. here, and then Sean Kemp, there's that famous story going around. Yeah. Uh, this week I saw on social media about uh, you're, the guy, you? you're the guy that broke all my brother's records. Cool. I got something for you. Today. <laughs> <laughs> and I think Larry put 40 and 10 on him or something. Is that what he did? Yeah. Oh, man. Let me tell you, Larry, people don't realize, too, he's 6'10". He's 6'10". He can shoot it. He knew how to get to the basket. And uh, uh, it, I, there's no stopping him. 
Have you ever met anybody say they locked up Larry Bird? I got, I, got, I shut him down. He didn't get his average. There's not a person uh, no. on the planet that could. That's that's another thing that I know Isaiah and older players realize. There's certain guys that when they got in the game, you knew they were going to get their numbers, and they weren't going to shoot poorly. They're not going to take 27 shots, and and uh, what is it now? 32 shots and hit 11 of them, and then hey. At least I got 20-something. No, you took 30,000 shots. Only time I remember being embarrassed and thinking that was crazy when I watched Michael Jordan shoot 32 times a game. I thought that was amazing to take 32 shots. Now, <laughs> that's not a problem. Not a problem at all. Yeah, Spider, you put, you brought up a name and, like, you know, considering ourselves, like, basketball historians. Right. Is Len Bias. And, yeah. And I know you got to play against him a lot in college. For people out there that don't realize how – dope Len Biases. What was it like being on the court with this guy? Big, uh, strong, could jump. It, yeah. So <clears throat> I have a, um, there's a, a podcast right now, which one of the, um, it's, I think is a curious life of, uh, no, um, I forgot the total name of the Len Bias stories, but you can hear it. And, and it's kind of narrated. I did part of the narration and then we go into the story, but Len Bias was, um, there's a picture of him and Michael Jordan at, at five-star basketball camp. And you see how skinny Michael is and, and how tall Lenny is. Like, cause and Michael, Yeah. And Lenny is 6'9 and played like Michael. And I know it sounds crazy, but even everybody would tell you, played like Michael, meaning every time he got the ball, you knew he was going to score. Mm. And he, he, was, he was the beast. He was literally going to save the Celtics. So when he got drafted there, you know, I was jealous and mad. I wasn't jealous. I was, you know, mad that I had to still sit there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like, uh, <laughs> I didn't have a good visit at any of these other schools, any other teams, what's going to happen. But, but thinking about it, it, it would have been a great, great, great con- I don't know how way it would have played, though. I know it sounds crazy because Larry would have had to give up minutes and Mikhail wouldn't have. Mikhail was already going back and forth between he and um, Cornbread on minutes. Well, Lenny probably would have started off coming off the bench, right? He, yeah, but for who? Because it was Robert Parrish, right? No, no, he wasn't a center. No, no way. He was six nine. He was a small, small forward. forward. And this is this is the crazy thing: the Celtics they play seven people. That's it. But I've also heard Larry Bird say that he was happy because he knew getting Len Bias was going to extend his career. Yeah, because he would have given up minutes. Bill Walton yeah. wouldn't have been a sixth man then, right? But Bill Walton didn't play a lot that 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 series. He didn't. Matter of fact, um, Larry was upset with him. Uh, what did Larry say? If they mailed him his check, he wouldn't get it because he wouldn't. He was too lazy to get up and go get the check. Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, just, I, I find Lenny just to be one of my all-time what-ifs. And yeah, it's, like. he changed all of sports. Len Bias changed all of sports as we know it. He changed the world, uh, the Cal- America as we know it. Yeah. And why that happened is when Len Bias dies in 1986 um, from a uh, supposedly over cocaine overdose, um, first time ever snorting cocaine kids, and it was 100% pure in his heart turned to shreds so stay away from drugs yeah period i mean i i know this is going to sound after school specialist to you but like i was i think 12 
11, 12 when he died. And to this day, I mean, obviously you shouldn't do cocaine anyway. Right. But that was being in living in Hollywood for 20 years, finding myself in different situations. That was something that was never, ever, ever on the table for me because I always looked at Len Bias when I was a kid as Superman. And if that could kill Superman, then yeah. I don't want ever want to have anything to do with that. With that. So you remember what I said to so certain things in my brain? So how, how I work is I laugh and it stopped me from crying. And it's a defense mechanism. Right. We've a, spoken about that. So yeah. you remember in uh, 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 Hollywood Shuffle, by, <laughs> he said, don't ever talk about drugs unless you, unless have, you have some. Have some. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> don't say coke around the man. Don't say coke around the man. <laughs> don't say free base neither unless you got some. Yeah. Or no, don't say drugs around the man. Don't say don't coke say free base neither yeah. unless you got some. <laughs> so I, when, just to think about that with Lenny, and why I said he changed the world. Uh, Tipper Gore jumped on top of it. The war on drugs took off. Oh, yeah. And they had now, Something look to, what happened. Yeah. And so he changed the hip-hop world. Because the parental advisory stickers came not long after that. He changed everything in his, in his death. And um, while we were doing this podcast, I realized... Um, as, I didn't even read the book yet because I was a contributor to it, but all these different reporters who talked about Lenny and how he got to the point, and I knew. We sat outside the best, my best Len Bias story, and for those who don't know, Len Bias uh, played for the University of Maryland, um, All-American, the number two pick in the 1986 draft. I just made it easier for you guys to have Google. May have um, been one, except the Sixers already had Barkley, I think, so that's why they did. And plus, they traded the pick. They uh, traded the a pick, long, and they got Brad Darty. Well, Brad Darty went number one to um, Cleveland. To Cleveland, but Six had the pick. They traded for Roy Henson. Yeah, Cleveland gets high jumping Roy Henson. Yeah, don't hate on Roy. Don't hate on Roy. He's I can. It's a long. I did this last <laughs> week, John. A long list of horrible front office decisions by the know. Sixers. I don't know. I don't know if they. Because Roy Henson was really good guy, good guy, good jumper. If you if you look at something, it's when you look at players. I'm telling you, you can look at a lot of players, and you can look at them on paper. I, I heard this yesterday uh, as I was watching TikTok. There's a there's a lot of guys with a lot of talent that been outplayed by guys with less talent and more desire. So you on paper you can look and see what that is, but in there's some there's some dogs out there. Smart is a dog. When when you view with a look and say, "Oh, I'm going to put this," I watch him play and I go, "What is? How tall is he? Six five or something? Not like even that? six four, probably yeah. six four, six four three. A dog. He is a dog, and everybody that plays against him knows it too. They're like, he's no joke. But is he going to get all the light that you know a Steph or or a Clay would get? No. But if you talk to people who play. It, 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 keep him on the squad and think about trading other people. That's how important that is. But I did this with Len Bias, and and I want everybody to, to I, I don't even know where to tell you to go listen to it, but check out the story. The guy changed my life. I've never done cocaine. I've never, i never done cocaine, never wondered what it was like to do cocaine. I'm still not interested in what it's like. Um, he he changed my life and everybody else's. So that's a good thing about Lynn. So Bias. if there's two people on the planet that he kept, you and I, from ever doing it. That's what I'm saying. 
That All was right. definitely my reason. There we go. We're going to break after that sentimental situation right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Shout out to Len Bias. Let's go, Len boy. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Welcome back to the Rich Eisen Show. I'm John Sally, filling in for my friend. Yes, you are. And uh, this has been great. We, only, we, don't, we don't have a lot of time. Oh, we only have a few minutes left, and I want to get this in. Yeah. How do you end up in Bad Boys 2, John Sally? How I ended up in Bad Boys 1. So I was in Bad Boys 1 and 2. Just thought I'd drop that on you, Chris. How do you end up in that? Tell them to put some respect on your name. Sorry, apologies. Apologies, apologies for leaving you out of one. I mean, you're more, you're yeah. more memorable in two. Ah, it's questionable, so, questionable. Um, <laughs> uh, what happened is I'm friends with Will Smith and, and Martin Lawrence, and they Can were we shooting FaceTime in Will Miami. Smith right now? Yeah, I, you know, I would love to get. I would. I I I text him all the time, and I send him wonderful things like old hip hop videos I find online and things like that. And I was with Martin though. See, and I Martin, love Martin was up, yeah. Martin was upset with me because I just met his new fiance, and the first thing I said when I saw, I said, "Oh, she's fine." He said, "I know." I said, "You got a prenup." <laughs> and he was pissed. Oh, you said it in front of her? Exactly what he said. Now I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand what the problem is. I'm talking about her. <laughs> I didn't understand that that was a bad thing. I wanted her to know I'm thinking out and looking out for my boy. That's like hands hey. right there. Yeah, let me shake up the eight ball. <laughs> so I'm walking up the stairs to go to set, and he's like, "Man, you don't do that in front of my girl, man. That's just, you don't disrespect her." I said, "I'm not disrespectful. I don't know her. I know you. I want her to know that I'm thinking this. This is how I'm thinking." He's pissed. He said, "Sal, you don't do it like that, man. I was embarrassed and made her feel some kind of way." I said, "All right, I apologize." And I get on set. <laughs> and I hear this guy yelling and screaming. I go, who's that? He goes, young director, don't worry. I go, he's just going to yell and scream at people like that? And I didn't see him. I just heard it. And then I listened closely, and he's saying something else. I said, who's that over there? He goes, who the hell? And he pulled the curtain back. It was Michael Bay. But Michael Bay had directed my Nike commercial. And I remember him being that yelling, you know, getting wow. he, not me. And he was like, what are you doing here? And I said, I'm with Martin. What are you doing? He said, it's my first movie. And he goes, hey, he's funny. We got to get him in the movie. And Martin said, you the director. <laughs> and he said, he said, Sal, you SAG? I said, yeah, I'm I, SAG. I didn't know what SAG was. <laughs> you know, work. I don't, yeah, I'm sagging my jeans, my jeans. I'm pulling up. I gave up meat. So. Yeah. 
<laughs> I'm not sagging. No, man. I just got these put in. So I, I literally, that's how it is. He said, we're going to call you and put you in a movie. And then he said, I found a role. It's really small role, but you get to speak. And I said, okay. He said, you're going to play a computer nerd. Right. And I started laughing and he started laughing. But when I got there, Michael Bay was making things up. He was walking. He said, you got the lines. This is where it's going to be. We had no real lines except uh, a couple. So we're filling them in. And he's walking. He goes, uh, cut his sleeves. Uh, he said, put handcuffs on him. <laughs> and I'm thinking, what? what are you doing? He goes, oh, put these glasses on. Just like that. And I go, man, thick glasses. I, I'm going to be able to see out of it. He goes, it doesn't make a difference, but they see reverse. And he goes, and I'm going to reveal you, which is going to make it really fun. So I didn't know what that meant either. <laughs> and what he did is when I said it and I stand up fast, he just then my POV and the camera. That's the way he was. He's a great director. Um, and he knew how to, he tells the story with the camera lens. And I thought it was good. I got a hundred and I think it was a hundred and forty seven dollars for that role or seven hundred and forty seven dollars. And because I hadn't paid my SAG dues, I didn't know there was dues. Um, they took that all that money. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> but I, in the next time going around, they go, "Hey, we're doing Bad Boys too, and we're gonna bring you back." And they go, "How much did we pay you the first time?" I said, twenty thousand. <laughs> Jerry Buckheimer said, "We paid him twenty thousand for that last year. Yeah, twenty thousand. That's what I remember." Yeah, Jerry, twenty thousand cash. <laughs> so we'll, the we'll see how that bag goes. money. Yeah, we'll, we'll check and see what that was. But that's how I got in bed. But I always wanted to be an actor. Everybody else wants to do whatever. I always wanted to be an actor. One of my one of my favorite things to be. So we're going off a of radio right yeah, great now. Great stuff, John. Slick. That was fun. Man. Yeah, man, it this is. is great. Thanks, man. Thank you, guys.